if Charlie Manson can convince women to kill other people, why are we so mystified or why is it so outrageous to think that other trained people could, uh, let's, shall we say, manipulate others' brains to go in and kill people? I mean, is it really that big a deal to program people? I don't know. Maybe some of you listening know. But they certainly well, you know, look it's to a, be like these. They look like you know, zombies, and it's, don't they? Well, and that's an interesting question because um, we've had a number of these individuals who have had some psychiatric care, have they not? Most all of them. And so it does beg the question, it does beg the question, you know, the whole red flag thing that I heard a little bit about today. You know, it begs the question, you know, what is going on in these sessions? Because remember, that's patient-client confidentiality, so we could never inquire into that confidence. But one has to wonder what is in fact going on because, yeah, psychotropic drugs, uh, mind manipulations, uh, all sorts of things can be going into uh, the various aspects that are behind the mass shootings. Um, and do we ever know and are we ever able to get to the real truth of the situation? And the answer is most likely we won't know and we won't get to the, to the real truth. So we just get their truth and we just get their version of, you know, uh, what's going to happen next and how it's going to, you know, make things better. Um, it's like I've often said, you know, when the scripture says, so that all Israel will hear and fear and do no more such wickedness, um, we could never possibly try those statutes and judgments because if they worked, there would be nowhere to go. So that's why we can't try them. That's why we can't fully implement them because if they were found to work, we would never have a return to socialism. We would never have a return to constitutional uh, republics. We would never have a return to oligarchies, we, you know, the jig would be up. We would have a theocracy and it would uh, be upon the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in which we would rest and depend on and that just cannot happen as long as man exists and man still desires to make himself a God just as was stated in the Garden of Eden. Well, I, I'm curious if Jordan has a thought about this. On the shootings? Yeah. Uh, I've been doing a little reading on it, and I have found on the there's drugs called SSRI. A lot of these mass shooters are actually on those. I actually have my drug guidebook in front of me, and some of the adverse effects... Of these SSRIs is agitation, apathy, psychosis, and suicidal attempts. So you get a suicidal guy that's apathetic. 
why wouldn't this lead to violence? Good point. Yeah. And you know that guy yeah. probably came right through our hometown on the way to to being in the murderous bastard that he is. I believe it. And, yeah, and and um, our our prayers. And I know this sounds trite, and our thoughts ought to go out to any any of God's people that are suffering right now because of that bastard. I do not understand why they let these people live. Uh, beyond a week to ten days, there's ample amount of witnesses that know who pulled the trigger and murdered innocent lives. And I just, I don't get it. Were they going to study him like a, a research monkey? No. What's the holdup in Florida? Somebody tell me. All these mass shooters ought to be dead, shouldn't they? We got witnesses. Perry Mason can't get them off. They ought to be, they ought to be executed and let the family members squeeze the trigger. That would bring closure for a lot of those family members. And it ought to make headlines. Murderous bastard executed. Does that make a good he- headline? Well, and that they used thrive? to be the headlines that, yeah, that used to be the headlines that one one would read. Um, yeah. These uh, let's, these let's, well, let's, people see up. Well, let's, let's go like there. Yeah. Right. Let's go there. Exodus chapter 21, verses 12 to 14, and I'll begin because I'm there. I just flipped over to Exodus and, and Leviticus. I've got my finger in Leviticus here too, but in Exodus 21, this is what we find. He that smites a man so that he die shall surely be put to death. All right, now it might be worth me taking the time to look here. I have a footnote here, and the footnote is referring me to Genesis 9, 6, and Leviticus 24, 17, which is where I was going to go next, and also Numbers 35, 30 to 31, and Matthew 26, 52. All right, so already, right here in the book of beginnings, so if ever we have a question, if ever we have something that we can't understand and we're looking for an answer for, we should be able to find it in the book of beginnings. And what do we find? He that smites a man so that he dies shall surely be put to death. I'll flip my page to the next verse. And if a man lie not in wait, but God deliver him into his hand, then I will appoint thee a place whither he shall flee. But if a man come presumptuously upon his neighbor to slay him with guile, thou shalt take him from mine altar that he may die. He that smites his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. So, in Exodus 21, 12 to 15 there, we are clearly told what's supposed to be done. 
So okay. if we are a land, if we are a land that believes in the rule of law, and we are a land that believes in 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 the God of the Bible, since we profess in God we trust, since every legislator is supposed to take an oath uh, to be obedient uh, to this God in some respects, um, then clearly somebody else is running uh, the show or somebody else has implemented the laws uh, or instituted the laws uh, that they desire instead of the laws that God commissioned for the creation to operate under, right? Yes, and I got the Genesis one. You better read it. All right, go. Okay, and I think, uh, you know, I think we must assume that we're talking about innocent blood. Uh, Genesis 9 and 6, whoever sheds man's blood by man, his blood shall be shed. For the image of God, he made man. And as for you, be fruitful and multiply, populate the earth abundantly and multiply in it. So you can see God is advocating just the opposite of of kill them all and thin out the population. Uh, But my point here is there are some men that need to be Killed. And we must not get hung up in the confusion here because I'm sure there's scripture in here to prove what I'm saying. Like unreasoning animals, they had to be hunted and killed. Yeah. And a good, e- and a good evening to Rich. Uh, Leviticus. Uh, <clears throat> yep. Uh, Leviticus uh, 24:17. He that killeth any man shall surely be put to death. And we get that Matthew Second Peter somewhere. Yeah, Numbers thirty-five. I'm flipping the numbers. If you want to run to Matthew, somebody Matthew twenty-six fifty-two. I'm going to Numbers. 25, and we'll just pipe, knock these down real quick. 25 verses, uh, what was that? Uh, 35. 30 to 31. I wound up, go. I found my proof text here in Proverbs 6. And verse 17, Uh, these are the seven things that God hates. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. We must make that distinction. When we hunt the dogs down, they need to be executed. When it's proven, without a doubt. They shed innocent blood. They've got to be dealt with. Otherwise, what happens when they don't deal with these murders? Well, before long, they get conjugal visits, don't they? And they start breeding these animals. 
and the animals at the house on the computer, they go, well, it didn't do anything to him. Why don't I get a piece of that pie? No? Yep. In Leviticus chapter 35, beginning with 9, Lord spake unto the children of Israel, say unto them, When you come over the Jordan into the land of Canaan, then you shall appoint you cities to be cities of refuge for you, that the slayer may flee thither, which kills any person unawares. And they shall be unto you, you cities, for refuge from the avenger, that the manslayer die not until he stand before the congregation in judgment. Uh, now, this is a verse that is missed, is 35.12, which I just read. They shall be unto you cities for refuge from the avenger, that the manslayer die not until he stands before the congregation in judgment. So it isn't a city of refuge that you just get to go as a manslayer because you slayed unawares until you stand to the judgment. And if the judgment, in fact, frees you because it was truly unawares, and then there are several other things that goes into it. But of these cities, let's see, let me drop down... Uh, uh, okay, these six cities shall be a refuge both for the children of Israel, for the stranger, for the sojourner among them, that everyone that kills any person unawares may flee hither. If he smites him with an instrument of iron so that he die, he is a murderer. The murderer shall surely be put to death. If he smite him with, a throwing, with throwing a stone wherewith he may die, and he die, he is a murderer. The murderer shall surely be put to death. See, these are legislative intents of the law that he's given here. Or if he smites him with a hand, a weapon of wood, wherewith he may die, and he die, he is a murderer. The murderer shall surely be put to death. The revenger of blood himself shall slay the murderer. When he meets him, he shall slay him. But if he thrusts him of hatred or hurt at him by laying of weight that he die, or an enemy smite him with his hand that he die, he that smote him shall surely be put to death, for he is a murderer. The revenger of blood shall slay the murderer when he meets him. But if he thrusts him... Now, did everybody get that? Does any of that need explaining? Uh, All right, there's no... Uh, give me the Reader's Digest explanation. All right. If somebody strikes, strikes somebody with a fist, with a stone with iron, with wood, and these are instruments that, that can kill. It's kind of like an automobile, and this was a conversation I had with somebody weapon. last week. Yeah, if you're going to assault somebody with a 4,000-ton piece of metal, and you're going to strike them, you're a murderer. Well, he was yeah. under the influence. He was under the influence. He is a murderer. Yeah. You see, because he took what was uh, an instrument that was capable of killing, and he used it in a fashion, and it the result was the person died. There's no gray area here. Like projecting he, What? Like projecting lead, like a rock of lead, throwing it Absolutely. at a high speed. That's right. So... 
So you're taking now the shooting that occurred, and these were these were high speed pieces of of lead that were projected as a person would project a stone from a sling. Absolutely. It is being projected it is being projected from a weapon which has the potential to kill. So he deserves the death. There's no question, like you said, how many multiple people saw him and of course in the one case I guess that guy's already dead, correct? The guy in Texas? Or at least one of them was Dead. The guy in Ohio is dead, but the guy in Texas is alive. But back to okay. my original statement, why is the guy in Florida still alive that right. killed all the high school? Is he getting a degree in criminal justice? Well, it's like I said at the beginning. The reason that is the case is because we can't have God's law because if we use God's law and we apply it according to his word and according to the judgments as he's laid out, there would be no gray area. And so consequently, God would be the one who rules and not man. And man in his infinite wisdom has to become the God which is what the terrific lie was that was told Eve in the garden is that you'll become as gods. You'll know and you will have authority as gods if you eat of this tree. And what have we done as a people? We believe we know better than this God of creation who said, now looky here, this is the way the playbook works in the creation. If you don't work it according to this playbook, it might still function in some measured degree, but eventually you will have the problems. And he told us what those problems would be. He promised those problems to us. Uh, he even told us how they would come and how they would happen. And so that's the answer. The answer is man does not want God ruling over him. Man wants to be his own God. And that's what Eve was told. That's go ahead. I said I think you nailed it, Doug. Well, and that's what I started out to tell you about the fellow that I was talking to this weekend that I know, you know, has listened to the archives on America's constitutional idolatry. I'm not the only one who's ever, you know, taken a look at this constitution before. I even mentioned a couple people that I became aware of. And it was from some of the things that, that they had spoke about that inspired me. It's just like when I listened to a message from Pastor Peters or I listened to a message from, you know, uh, Weaver or I listened to a message from Sheldon Emery. It may inspire in me additional thoughts. It may inspire in me additional thinking. It may inspire in me to dig in to something and say, hey, you know, I kind of thought it was this way. So these guys are telling me that maybe it's not that way, so it caused me to stop, think, readdress my own understandings, and reevaluate based on a more thorough study as opposed to just having somebody tell me what is, is up and what is down. And so, you know, everything's here. It's like I said in these uh, fellowships, you know, 
taking up the laws of God um, would clearly be something that I can see a number of people who are listening to the archives and uh, so forth that could be immensely benefited by them. And so there's, a, there's just an untold number of things that we can address. So I find it interesting, the first thing that you questioned, Russell, was, you know, why isn't, those, isn't the person in Florida who shot in the high school two years ago, why isn't he already, you know, six feet under? Um, uh-huh. These mass shootings that just took place, you know, why isn't that? And the answer clearly is because there are some who believe, this is what I was telling Jordan before everybody came on, you know, there are obviously some who believe and believe in it wholeheartedly and believe its application is real and could be, uh, you know, instrumental to our survival as a people. And then there are some who believe but really don't believe everything because largely a lack of knowledge that they don't believe and have a sincere belief because I have no problem. It's like I was telling this, this highway patrol when he got to the thing about, you know, seatbelts, and then he says, you know, I don't care if you got your seatbelt on at all. You know, it might save lives. It might not. That's not my big thing. But the guy that's driving down the road with, you know, a two-ton uh, killing machine uh, driving drunk, I got a problem with that. And so I asked him what his solution was, you know. And, well, I could tell that he really didn't have answers for it, you know. And it was the same old answers that we're trying. Take the license away, do this, breathalyzers in cars, you know, all blah, 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 blah. And I said, what about killing him? And he just looked at me. And this is a 20-something man, you know, and he's got a lot of things figured out. He knows what's going on in the money system and everything else. So he needs to be fed, and I'm trying to do my job to feed him. And so I said to him, I said, well, what about killing him? And he looked at me, he and I like said, that. well, he, you know, I, I, criminal justice system. Well, I honestly don't believe this gentleman had really contemplated that, once again, because we're not being taught the laws of God in proper application. So I said to him, I said, well, he's in, you just said, in a, in a, in a two-ton killing machine. So I said, if he's in a two-ton killing machine and he knows that it can kill, and you gave him the death penalty for having killed, how many more people do you think would get behind the wheel of a two-ton killing machine and go kill people with it? And he just looked at me and he says, I guess I don't really know. And I said, well, I think there'd be a lot fewer, don't you? I mean, if the penalty is that severe, wouldn't you think twice behind, you know, before you got behind the wheel of a two-ton killing machine? And he well, said, yeah, and he look- said... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. In the state of Texas, it's very clear what we do with murders. And this man killed these people in El Paso, Texas. So let's all watch and see how the federal government takes over and usurps the rule of law in Texas and puts him up there in Kansas to study criminal justice or whatever those guys do up there. But he should be put to death, and it should be done in El Paso. Or, but, well, they've, or, got, or they've got a bunch of people, right, that are witnesses saying this th- there were three to four people shooting. Yeah, I've heard that as well. 
but so like Doug a, said, a, uh, theatrical only going to hear Yeah. He shot, uh, what, 30 people or 50? I don't know how many. And with all the... He killed 22 and injured about the same amount. Yeah, and I heard that that store is loaded with video cameras. Well, I'll tell you what this is all about. I, I know what this is all about, and I think you guys do too. Donald Trump has not been able to be gotten by anything so far. So we're going to do what we're going to do, which is to create killing machines out there so that we can now kill Donald Trump because he will not go after these people and their guns and so forth. And so that will be how they intend to take Trump down. You guys know the playbooks. You know the plays that are being played. And they just keep going through the playbook with the plays until they've exhausted the very last play. And they don't stop in the playbook until they've got their man, until the target has been taken out. So... It's no should be no surprise to us, and I I know you guys aren't aren't you know acting surprised about it or anything, but the question really becomes what is it that is going to be done about it if we will not adhere to the biblical solution, and where are we going to get the legislators who are going to employ? I mean, I heard, what, 20 minutes of talk radio today. I had Rush on for about 10 minutes. I had Hannity on at about 3.30. And I'm hearing Geraldo Rivera blaming Trump and yet acting as if he's not blaming him. And I'm just sitting here going, you know, once again, we never want to blame the actual person committing the crime. There's always a societal issue or some other issue that is causing the behavior. And there is a societal issue. And the societal issue is that man has seated himself in the seat of God, specifically some men more than others, because they love the Lord over mankind, because they love serving their own flesh and their own profligate appetite of uh, greed, And they have no interest in adjudicating justice. That, as you said, or somebody said, can't be done. I think it was rich. You can't do that because that's going to take away from the prison industry system or the crime and punishment industry. And there's our answers. And they will never employ these solutions because they will work. Deuteronomy. And I'll tell you, I would rather trust the word of God as spoken than I would trust any of man. And here's what he says in Deuteronomy chapter 13. Haven't got there, but I'm getting there because I know it's there. It hasn't left. It's still there as far as I can recall. Deuteronomy chapter 13 
Oh, I love this. I, I wrote on the I wrote on, wrote on the top of chapter thirteen. Um, false prophets are to be destroyed. <laughs> but thirteen chapter or thirteen verse eleven, it says. Well, you really need the whole context of thirteen. If there shall arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and gives thee a sign or a wonder, what is a prophet or a dreamer of dreams in America that writes legislation that dictates to us what is law and isn't law? Is he not a prophet or a dreamer of dreams? Is he not, and I'll continue, the sign or the wonder come to pass where he spake unto thee, saying, let us go after other gods? Are we not going after other gods when we go after other laws that are not God's laws, that are no laws at all, which thou hast not known, and let us serve them? Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God proves you to know whether or not you love the Lord with all your heart, Lord your God, with all your heart, with all your soul. You shall walk after the Lord your God, fear him, keep his commandments, obey his voice. You shall serve him and cleave unto him. And that prophet or dreamer of dreams shall be put to get death because he has spoken to turn you away from the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you out of the house of bondage to thrust you out of the way which the Lord God commanded you to walk in. So shalt thou put away the evil from the midst of thee. If thy brother, the son of thy mother or thy son or thy daughter, or the wife of thy bosom or thy friend, which is as thine own soul, entice thee secretly, saying, let us go and serve other gods. Well, let's go follow these gods over here called the constitutional gods. Let's go follow these gods over here called the state of Texas gods. Let's go follow these gods over here called the federal gods, which thou hast not known, nor your fathers, namely the gods of the people which are round about you, nigh unto thee or far off from thee, from the one end of the earth even unto the other end. Thou shalt not consent unto him, nor hearken unto him, neither shall your eye pity him. Neither shall you spare, neither shall you conceal him, but thou shalt surely kill him. Thine hand shall be first upon him to put him to death, afterwards the hands of all the people. And thou shalt stone him with stones that he die, because he has sought to thrust you away from the Lord your God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. All Israel shall hear and fear, and shall do no more any such wickedness as this is among you. So if this person in Florida is killed in a, in a judgment carried out speedily, that's also in Scripture too. I can find it for you. If it's not carried out speedily and they are allowed to, lament, to languish on death row and whatever else under the criminal absurdity called uh, penal centuries or whatever, it's just the solutions are here, and the solutions are easy. But they will not be tried as long as man continues to elevate himself as God. And especially these false gods that we have ruling over us calling a constitution. It's like I said about that, that uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Levin, on and on yeah. and on and on and on, ad nauseum about that constitution, and yet he's never said one word about that Article Article One, Section Eight uh, uh, clause of the Constitution, nor the Article uh, 
one Section 10 clause. Oh, but he's got a solution. The solution is we're going to have a convention of states. How about we nix the whole doggone thing and take up the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and take up his statutes and commands and apply them the way we did in America before his revered constitution came into existence. But see, those are fighting words today because everybody's been taught to believe that this constitution is the greatest thing that ever occurred to man. And it's not. It's as devastating as was the laws under the uh, uh, dominion of Rome, under the Babylonians, under the Assyrians, the you, you name how, how long, the history. How long have we had this constitution? About 220 years? About 200 years. Can you imagine being under it for the next 300 years, Russell? Do you know what this well, place no. would look like in 500 years? Let's think about it, though. Just a minute. Let's, re- let's go back in time. And all the things in this nation that went on, it was under that Constitution, wasn't it? That's exactly right. That's exactly a point I brought out. As I said, everything yeah. that we have today is a result of that Constitution. Freedom of they, religion they judged, means the freedom of religion, and they've used it against it. They've judged, they, they fought the Civil War, and that was all legal and lawful, wasn't it? Yep. And we did the phony thing in Korea. We did the phony thing in Vietnam, all with the blessings of the Constitution. Don't forget uh, the phony was, thing in Germany, too. Yeah, 60,000 dead in Vietnam so that Nike could make tennis shoes and sportswear. And the actually wasn't for that. The actual reason for the Vietnam War was the copper mines. They were trying okay. to steal the copper from Vietnam. Well, take your pick, Rich. It wasn't fought so that we could have the right to vote or any of these other phony rights they tell us we have. Okay? Yeah, the German, the Lusitania was, you know, all this had to be done to drag us into these world wars. Everybody that studied one second on Pearl Harbor knows that we all knew there was Japs out there. There were, their submarines were out there, and we all know that somebody said, bring in all the boats to the base. We're going to have a party. This coincidence is there, we've had enough of it. This guy from Florida, one of the dads from the dead kids in Florida, just happened to be in El Paso to paint a big mural about how his son was murdered, and that's where Beto had his big speech in front of the mural of the coincidental situation that the odds of that happening are one in a trillion. Then he gets to do his interview for CBS News about what how horrible it was in Florida. None, well, these parents should be asking for justice. That's what they ought to be clamoring for. Uh, it's a sad situation, I'll tell you. 
the players. Yeah. Well, like I said, cruel and unusual. It's the playbook. You know they're going to use it. Yeah, it's the playbook, and you know the sooner Americans wise up to the playbook here, and and they're going to run every play in the book until they get their guy. And if they don't get him with this one, then then they'll collapse the economy. And they'll get him that way. Uh, it's been done before. It will be done again. And these gods that are in charge and are, uh, they have enticed God's people away to follow after are leading them into the destruction, which Christ warned about and told us that they would. They're like the blind leading the blind right into the pit. And we sit here and lament because justice isn't being done. We have a heart which is after justice. We believe in justice. You know, like Obama says, well, I guess we should all uh, put our sons to death, you know, because he misapplies and uses inappropriately the scripture to basically do away with it. Well, why should it be the blasphemous Muslim? Right. Why? Why would should it be any surprise that he would do that? Because that's being done all day long. So why should we be upset when when he does it, and we should know what he's, you know, about? Uh, why should it, you know, surprise us? Why should we be, you know, all upset about it when he sees it being done all day long from our pulpits, doing away with the law, doing away with doing away with God, the God of the creation. Okay. Let me read some scripture. Matthew 15, verse 8, or start at 7. You hypocrite, rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts is far away from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. That sounds like a constitution. It sure does to me, brother. (laughs) I think we have been sold the biggest sack of goods because you can go through this constitution line by line, word for word, and if you can't find yourself saying, why did we ever agree to such a provision? It's like the first one, the, the, you know, the right of free speech, uh, free press, um, uh, freedom of, of religion. Okay, there's no doubt that God has a specific worship in mind, and it is not any worship. It is the specific worship of him, his word, his command, his statutes, his judgments, those things which he commanded 
are the guidebook and the manual for the creation, the created in the creation. So anything outside of that has to be man. Yes, we have free will. We have the free will to choose to do no murder or the free will to choose to do murder. And if we choose the latter, he says, I've got a remedy for that. And you're going to like my remedy because my remedy will make it such that all Israel will see, they will hear, they will fear, and they will do no more such wickedness. Can you imagine? Can you imagine this person down there standing in front of the first well, let's just say the 14-year-old that was shot and killed. Now, am I mixing everything up, or is the 14-year-old or the 6-year-old or something, is that down in Texas? I, I don't believe a word they say. I couldn't, I couldn't validate anything. So I the first person, the fir- well, the first person, the first person to throw the stone at the murderer and here's that stone hit that skull and go with such a, oh, eerie and, oh, how do you describe it? Thud. And then the next parent or the next kin throws the next one and the next one and the next one. Mm-hmm. You know, there were there were sore. Let me see. At the time of the Exodus, at the time of the Exodus, uh, we know that um, there were certain utils and so forth that were available, and there were other things available beside a stone, wasn't there? Probably. So why, with other things being available, for example, there was water, right, Russell? Yep. Why that didn't was, God? Why uh, didn't God? Why didn't God say you shall take him down to the brook Kidron and, and you shall stick his head in and you shall hold it down until he dies? There was water available. Well, I don't, I don't think uh, I'm, only, I'm only right. I'm only asking it for the. I'm only asking it for the standpoint is that there were other methods available, but God selected this method. Why do you suppose He selected this method? I think it's a curious method. It's premium. But I'll tell. But I'll tell you when you're standing at the center city square, and a person is being executed by stoning that's got to leave a fairly impressive visual effect upon the psyche of those who are standing and watching. Well, well you know, you there's another manage? thing, too, that the, uh, when they have a group stoning somebody, there's no single executioner. It's the community of Israel doing it. Exactly. So they all take. Okay. Yeah, I bet it didn't know, happen very. 
Exactly. I'll bet you're right, Russell. I bet it wouldn't take very long before it you it would be so far between that there was an execution. You could probably hardly tell the next generation when the last one was. Yeah. Yep. My dad, I believe, now, told me that his granddad was part of the last generation that saw a man hung in San Angelo, Texas. So. And there again is another question. Was there not anything available for somebody to hang somebody on? But God didn't say, go get a vine and string it around his neck and hang him that he die. Uh-huh. Well, well, you can, it see is the a pretty... you can see the contrast between the Romans, how they killed Jesus, and how the Israel took care of murderers. Yeah, the point so they is hung, to get hung him on a cross, right? Yeah. I think God's point was you deal with uh, deal with it and make it effective as quickly as possible. Yeah. You, know, you don't you, you come down hard on these criminals. They're not in excruciating pain for two or three or four hours like Jesus was. Yeah. So God's way of doing it is actually more more humane. Yeah, no. Let's go to we could sell tickets. Probably you see you see there are some always pay per view. Yeah. Forgot about that. You know, there's 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 some that would would potentially hear these words that we're speaking here, and they would think, "What a bunch of heartless, um, you know, uh, you know, people." I guess that that we must be to express these things. But see, there again goes back to the same thing I said in the beginning. If you don't have a heart after God and a heart after his justice and his judgment, so people would look at you and say, oh, so you've never, ever done anything wrong, huh? That's not the point. Not not worthy of death anyway. Right. And the point is, is that even ourselves would have been less prone to the sins had we understood these ramifications. But because of the belief that we can get away, well, God is this God of of grace and mercy. He forgave Israel. If he had not forgiven Israel, Israel would all be be dead. Well, first of all, you won't ever find a Judeo-Christian saying that because they think think Israel's already gone away and dead. But... Ecclesiastes 8.11 is where we find the scripture. He says, um, let's see, this is all about wisdom here, obviously, in Ecclesiastes for context. 8.11, because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. 
Though a sinner do evil a hundred times and his days be prolonged, yet surely I know that it shall that it shall be well with them that fear God, which fear before him. But it shall not be well with the wicked, neither shall he prolong his days, which are as a shadow, because he fears not before God. The point is, if you don't execute a sentence speedily, what happens? The guy who sees that the murderer gets three hocks and a cot, a law library, (laughs) HBO and Cinemax on cable, he gets uh, 12 uh, 12 smacks of uh, cigarettes a day or whatever. Um, You know, it isn't such, yeah, conjugal visits and and the whole gamut. You know, it (laughs) it isn't all bad, you know. Well, let's talk just a minute about uh, slander because you brought it up earlier. We've heard over and over for the last two days these professional slanders that call themselves newscasters chant over and over and over about the racist President Donald Trump. So when we see the head newscasters calling people racist, There's a flag. So now we know that those people are our adversary, right? Because how can they be challenged out in the world of broadcasting? They can't be. So when Nora O'Donnell comes on and says, this is all due to the racist Donald Trump, she ought to be executed or at least slandered. Or what, what is that penalty? Do you remember? For the slander? Well, she is is she not a false accuser? Yeah, she's a false accuser, so maybe we should make a false accusation about her. Right, okay. And so the law of justice of God says that if there is a false accusation and it is found out, the very thing that was thought to have happened or was desired to be the outcome or whatever the penalty would have been, that she would be liable for the penalty. So in this case here, it could be a stretch to say that she attributed to Donald Trump that he was the one who actually pulled the trigger. So maybe a judge wouldn't adjudicate in that way, but certainly would adjudicate that she falsely accused him. So what is the penalty for the accusation? The accusation is she wants everybody in the, in the nation to know that he's responsible for the killing. And well, so hold on. That, go ahead. Why don't you tell America and the world what the word, the literal meaning of the word devil? Do you remember, Doug? It's diabolos in the Greek. It's used yeah. in the New Testament. And what, and what is the, it, the behavior that is associated? What does this word mean? Strong's accused. concordance, slanderer, false accuser. accuser. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So now we know what side of the fence Norm MacDonald lives on. Or you know that she's a child of the devil. 
she lines up with that gene pool. Uh, she's a money whore. She's a he child of a diablo. She's a child of a diabolos. She is a, an accuser. She was an accuser. She is an accuser. She's an accuser. She's a false accuser because she accuses falsely. So she is a diabolos. She is a devil. Well, yeah, think of Mr. Epstein and Mr. Weinstein and Epstein and all the people they controlled. There was hundreds of people they controlled. And those people would do whatever they were told to do, wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, Meryl Streep wants to be the winner in the Academy Award. So you do what Mr. Weinstein tells you to do. And he, I'm getting off point, sorry. But I, I feel sure Nora's got a script, and she's told to follow it, and if she does, everything will be real good for her. Well, you know, that in and of itself, just as you said, if they could understand the the adversarial nature, you know, there's nothing in our Constitution that prohibits lying. And so the minute you say that, uh, then people say, oh, so you've never lied either, you know. What do you think and freedom of speech is? Freedom of speech. We're not, there, we're will not, no, we're, there, there will be no penalty for slander. That's right. You know, they always use well, the word lie. Well, there's a penalty if you lie to the FBI, isn't there? Yeah, but they always use the word lie. See how see how quickly I changed that on you guys? What were we talking about? We were talking about false accusers, right? But I changed it on in, a, in on just a nanosecond into a lie, and everybody continued then with that thing called the lie. But that's how they do that, is they quickly shift it from what it should be called, which is a false accuser, and there is a penalty for a false accusation. And that person who makes the accusation is brought before the magistrates to answer to the accusation. And if the accusation is found out to be false, then the same thing that would have happened to the one that she made the allegation and accusation against would be the one she would get that penalty. Now, how much of this free press and this stuff going on in the free press would we have under laws, statutes, and judgments of God? I can say... Yeah, you, you would you would find few and far between of that as well. Because it's just you know, it's not difficult and it's not but any time any time that man can can use um You know, use their will, their laws, their, you know, whatever. Um, they will do that in place of God's because God's laws are restraining and restrictive. And man's laws are expanding. It's just like I said about the Constitution. 
The whole Constitution has been expanded. Why? Because of men. But in God's law, he says, if somebody entices you away to follow these other gods, these other gods that entice you to do things other than what I've commanded you to do, that is a false god. It is a dreamer of dreams, a false dreamer of dreams, and he shall surely be put to death. I guess Isaac's going to stay out of this fray. He he doesn't want any part of it, huh? You you know how many times in the last hey, here. four days that I've heard this statement right here. It is alleged that the shooter wrote this this uh, what do they call it uh, manifesto. manifesto. Yeah. It is alleged that he wrote it. Sources yeah, think it's that pretty tough seeing that he's autistic. <laughs> Yeah, you shouldn't be talking about something if you don't know it. If they, if they don't have proof, they don't get to say it. Well, They're trying to bend weak people's minds. Okay, have you heard, ever heard about the Smith Mund M-U-N-D-T Modernization Act? That was first passed in 1948 and then and it was for anti-propaganda meaning that the the government couldn't lie to the people well in the United States people they could lie to foreign people but they couldn't lie to the United States people well in 2012 Obama passed the Modernization Act taking and making it legal for you to them to lie and propagandize the American people through radio, TV, movies, and any other method they could get their hands on. So, what we're seeing now with these these um, they're sort of made-for-TV terrorist acts that they're doing well, now, and they legally can do it because I, of that. I'm act. glad you brought. I'm glad you brought that up, Richard, because I've oftentimes wondered why is there just ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, CNN? Why why are there any license or restrictions about anybody that wants to broadcast? Because they tell us if you don't like what's on, change the channel. I mean, all those licenses came up during World War One to keep out the enemy. But all that's over. So that was the great hope. Do away with all those licenses and let anybody that can produce a TV show be on the air. Yeah, that's what they've done. Well, see, we're the new enemy. Uh, we are. Exactly so right. what you're you, you seeing with all these crisis actors is poorly made pay-per-view TV. We, we pay for it with our minds. It's all psychological operations. 
And okay, and it's all psychological operations. And what is it designed to do? To manipulate the public to do whatever they want you to do. Right. This is such gun as, control. Such as gun control, etc. And that's more of man's laws. Yeah. And they already have money control. So what's the big deal? I mean, they don't need our guns. They have our money. Oh, they do need your guns. Huh? That's the only thing that they're fearing right now, is they want the revolution when you don't have any weaponry. But if you can't eat, you'll trade your gun for a sandwich. We go out and shoot a sandwich. <laughs> you go and shoot something <laughs> to make you a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Isaac. So what say you? Uh, well, you guys are talking. I was looking on Wikipedia for see if other country, if any country has practiced stoning today, and there are apparently several Muslim countries that practice it. That it's on their it's on their law, or in some places it's not on their law, but it's kind of uh, you know taken care of behind the woodshed. Openly acknowledged. That's when they're machines to go. Those, yeah. <laughs> those dastardly Muslims, you know. Yeah. yeah. It says that, it, it only says in here that it's done for uh, adultery. It doesn't say anything about punishment for murder and stuff like that. Uh, but, so, yeah, there apparently there are some countries now that do it, you know, and they sure never talk about it and. Uh, we do everything we can to make those guys seem like a bunch of animals on our, our on our news. So it's definitely buried. Are, are we allowed to hate Muslims? That one you can hate those who hate the Lord. I'm I'm talking about in society now. You're you can hate the white male. But aren't there uh, two more than you can have? I mean, there's not very many. But I think you can still hate a white male and a Muslim like Osama bin Laden. Oh, yeah, I'm Omar not sure. Kajaki. I'm not sure you can. I'm not sure you can because in Europe they've okay. got the whole the whole uh, immigration crisis that uh, the European Union is battling. You know, they're, they're trying to support uh, these immigrants from Nigeria, et cetera, uh, coming okay, up into so the European Union and making sure all the member states uh, allow certain numbers of them in and all of that. So being, uh, I don't know, you know, they, they would say that's uh, racism if you don't want them in your country. I stand corrected. The only person that you can legally hate and be a racist about is a white male. Yeah, that's right. I think you've got it now, Russell. I, I, I'm glad you were so easily corrected. <laughs> uh, it makes it a lot easier on all of us. 
I guess I made Russell way, mad now. You, you <laughs> don't ever hear much about black racists, do you? No. wonder why that is. Or you don't really hear much about Mexican racists. So they don't exist? La Raza Unida is a figment of my imagination. NAACP is a figment of my imagination. Isn't that a racist, two racist organizations? I don't hear uh, Nora O'Donnell talking about those organizations. There must not be any money in that. Well, those are organizations that were founded by Jews. Yeah, I was trying to find out if I could... You know, I, I heard about that Smith Month thing, and I was trying to... There was something that seemed to recall in my memory, something about that, and I I don't remember if Smith was a, was a name that was just adopted by the Smith character, because I don't think it was Month that was the problem. M-U-N-D-T. No, no, I know, I know that. I, I recall that. But what I'm saying is I, I don't think it was the month that was the Jew. I think it was the Smith, and he, he had the name of Smith because how many of them changed their names many, many years ago, you know, and, of course, in the 40s and 50s, a lot of them still had some of those, you know, those cover names. And, and so do. I was just saying that, Right, I was just seeing if I could find something on Smith, and surprisingly right now in the last three or four minutes, I'm not able to pull anything up on the Smith equation of that. But I, I know what happened in 2013 with, you know, the, the change that went because it, it was going against everything from essentially how he was going to bring into this, you know, all of these new uh, uh, broadcasts and so forth that were going to have equal access and, and all this other garbage. And, and really what it was designed to do was to shut down. It was, it was clearly domestic propaganda effort, you know, on steroids. Is, well, hey, we got this law, you know, and guys like Obama sit there and study all this legislation that has been, been handed down over the years and many of it, you know, not even the part about studying it, but being aware of it, they learn what they need to do. So when they're in office, they quietly and silently, you know, make this change and nobody even knows anything about it. And yet you've got congressmen and legislators and everything else signing on to pieces of legislation that they have no idea what is going on. And so I look at this Constitution again, and I say everything that it, has, that it allows and has allowed has been our own undoing. And I, as I did in that series, I think many of these men within the first 10 years already knew what was happening under this Constitution. And I think they were either prideful themselves. I mean, I would think that some of those people would have been calling for its it's, uh, you know, what do you, what do you call it? Uh, you know, it's repeal or something, but yeah, it's absolution. You know, do we need to fight another war in order to get rid of it or what, you know, but, um, you know, they wanted something to glue the colonies together, you know, since there was now no longer, you know, British rule over them that it, it was, it was, 
you know, almost, you know, something that was done with so much haste and they, they pulled together the best pieces of the republic uh, that they had. They pulled together the best pieces of, of democracy that they could find and thought that they were drafting something that was, was going to, you know, be sufficient. And in many respects, it's, it's been our own undoing. But I think it's because God's word is true in that he truly wants his people to be governed by him. I think that's really all that it amounts to. And every time we try to do it some other way, um, it's going to meet in destruction and, and devastation and oppression. And that's where we're at. And we keep wanting God to solve our problem, and yet we know the solution to it. But we cannot get leadership people and people in leadership. You know, it's like the whole Jewish question. You know, people are so afraid, and yet as a Christian, we're supposed to walk with this banner that says, I do not care what man can do unto me. I fear God. I fear the one who not can just kill the body, but can kill both body and soul. And to fear these individuals because of their mass amounts of wealth and their deceit and so forth in procuring it uh, should not be anything that we should fear or anything that we should cower by, but how many do it? You know, we've heard the stories from those who've understood their biblical identity. We've under, heard the stories from them that, the, the pastors that said, well, if I don't preach on this, I'm going to lose my congregation. If I don't preach on this, I'm going to lose my position. If I don't preach on this, I'm going to lose this. You know, if I go against them, I'll lose this. I won't have my chairmanship. If I say anything, that is, is quintessentially fearing man and not fearing the one who can kill both body and soul. So, yeah, but yeah, there yeah. were several that did not want to not want to preach God's word. Uh, who uh, the one that got swallowed by the whale, Jonah? Jonah. Yeah, he probably would have been a lot more comfortable talking about love. Uh, you know. But it didn't work out that way. God had other plans. Well, the thing that I was going to bring to the table tonight was the book of Titus. And in many respects, I think we we covered what was in Titus. Because one of the things that you learn going through Titus is that Again, he tells them that they're a serving, uh, he's, he's a servant according to the promise to the elect. All right, well, who's the promise to the elect? You've got to start by understanding that. So once again, I found myself comforted by the idea that once again, Paul in his letter to Titus is conveying that he's a servant according to the promise to the elect. 
and for the purpose of that, you know, which was promised, which was the eternal life. And so in all the instruction that he gives to Titus, it seems as if what he's trying to say is that he was trying to get him to understand the things that he needed to do. And I believe it had to do with conveying to people how to structure themselves. And one of the structures was these bishops that were to be, you know, overseers, if you were, in a city, a town, a community that Paul would be going to and so forth. And they were to answer the questions. They were to um, be able to um, support, if you will, um, the message that came down from the apostles. And you know, to put down the evil speaker, to put down the naysayer, if you were. And that's why he tells him in Titus 4 and 5, you know, to ordain elders in every city, these things that are not being done. When you look at our Christian walk, how much of this is being done? You know, the church world does not want us to be better and to uh, be effective because they want their church to have their people uh, in many respects, even those who understood their biblical identity. They were more concerned about um, whether they were going to have a ministry or whether they were going to have a worldwide ministry or whether they were going to have just a local ministry and how many people were going to be in their ministry, as opposed to really doing what Paul was trying to instruct Titus to do which is to take care of these things that were undone. The things that were undone were keeping the naysayers down and putting to rest the evil speakers. And I look at things that we talk about in these fellowships, and I say, we're, we're those people. We're the ones that are to put down those evil speakers. We're the ones to point out, as Russell did, that lady spewing the false accusations. That's what we're supposed to be doing because if we stand by this word and we stand by this uh, Savior who said to obey him, who he was given all power and authority to, it was given to him, then we've got to acknowledge the things that we're to, be, uh, to do. These were to stop the mouths of the false prophets and the false teachers that you see in six to nine and verse 11 and so forth. And, and again, he even tells us in that that they were admonished not to give heed to Jewish fables, to seducing spirits, you know, and so forth. And these are all fables. These things that we're talking about and the application to today and what's going on. They have taken it away from the word of God and have procured nothing but fables for us. And no wonder we're agitated. No wonder we've got no, no anchor. It's by design. It's to take us away and keep us away from our God. And boy, could we you know, ever have a revival without purging this blood from the land and many other things from this land. And so which comes first? I'm not sure. You know, we spoke about Josiah last week, and Josiah went and, and purged it of all the, all the, the false idols and, and 
the Baal worship. In other instances, we see other things that, that were done first. You know, Gideon well, tore down well, the idols. So, go ahead. Uh, Paul said that Cretans, or Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, and lazy gluttons. So was Paul a racist? Yeah, that's the thing. None of the Cretans all... were white guys. <laughs> you know, well, it... My point is, isn't everybody to some extent a racist? To some extent. Well, that that whole thing is just a term used to to cause, to, to inflame things. It has, you know, that's all it's designed for, and I know you know that. I mean, so... You know, it, it, it the whole purpose is just to inflame and incite violence and incite, you know, behaviors and and so forth out of people. Because who wants to be accused of being a racist because of the natural connotation that attaches to it? You might as well be told that you have leprosy. Or you're a Nazi. Because, yeah, or you're a Nazi or whatever. So... I think the best thing for that is to laugh and say, well, you know, I mean, I thought about making up a parody. You must be a racist if, and then, you know, give all of the things. Go ahead. Yeah, what about a white nationalist? Isn't that a guy that loves his country? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a dirty word now. Uh, Ivanka helped Donald to understand that. Did you hear about that? No. It was Ivanka. It was Ivanka that helped Donald understand we need to we need to say something about white nationalists. How other way can you spend that word? How is that evil? You love your nation. You didn't get a choice for what color you were born. They reminded us they reminded us of that over and over ad nauseum, didn't they? Yep. So, so let me just quickly, let me just quickly then go ahead and give us something to depart on. In Titus chapter 1, verses 10 through 16, for there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision. So we could just stop there and say, well, especially they of the circumcision today, who boast of their circumcision in the flesh, and who does that? The Jews. Um, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake. One of themselves, even a prophet of their own, said the Cretans are always evil, liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. This witness is true. Wherefore, re- wherefore rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound in the faith, not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth. <clears throat> under the pure, all things are pure, but under them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable, disobedient, and under every good work reprobate. So, you know, I, I find that as being, you know, some really good, sound, wisdom and teaching 
from the Apostle Paul. Amen? And so, rebuke. And so I say rebuke vain talkers. Especially those that want to tell us that the Constitution is the best thing since God created man. Because it's not. And I don't mean to just rail on that right now either, but I'm saying a whole lot of man's laws, a whole lot of what he says here about, uh, you know, man's commandments. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him. Isn't that what Christ said of those there in Judea? He says, if you were Abraham's seed, why do you seek to kill me? Well, You must have a devil. What do you mean I must have a devil? You must be a son of a devil. You know, that goes both ways. And so he threw it right back at them, did exactly the same thing that they, you know, attempted to do to him. He did back at them. And they profess that they know God, but in works they deny him. And look at the works. They deny him. Continually, continually deny him. All right, man, I know it's past nine. Go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say one more thing. Where in the Constitution does it cover bitcoins? (laughs) It's not in there. Uh. Somebody say a good night prayer, please. Well, all right. Yeah, we'll do all ahead and close in prayer. And, and uh, uh, Mr. Jenkins, I see you've come on, and uh, I haven't got to you because I've been kind of opened up here uh, with several different things uh, here that we've been looking at have been going on. So do appreciate you joining the Gideon Warrior Network. Uh, we try to close things up at 9 so that everybody can get off to the evening's events uh, for themselves and their families. So we're going to close up here in prayer. We do invite you to come again, and and hopefully uh, if you weren't here for the entire audio, you can get the audio off the archive and get a little better sense of what we've been talking talking about here. But, uh, again, I'm glad to know that you're there. Sorry we couldn't have drawn you in there a little bit. But... um, Let's close in prayer, everybody, and then we'll be back here Tuesday next week, and we'll carry on some more and try to get into the Word of God more as to what it is that He really wants of us in this creation. Heavenly Father, I do thank you for the opportunity to fellowship with these men, men who are searching for your truth, men who are looking for the understanding that they need to guide and direct their own lives and their own families and their children. Father, we do thank you for all the abundant blessings that you have have promised and all the blessings that you still have given and granted us in spite of the sins of our nation. Father, we've called upon you consistently and said, Lord, teach us, show us, guide us, direct us. And many times the answer is just right there. We know it's there. We see it's there. We don't know exactly how to do it better or more forcefully forcefully, or how to get it into the legislator's mind or get it into the civil body to understand how important it is to 
return to justice and, and judgment that you have shown us is available in your word. So, Father, I do pray that we continue to be led in our lives into those paths and directions that you want each of us to go, that we can speak out, we can do as, as Paul instructed us, to put down the evil sayers and the naysayers and the, the ones that are bringing lies and deceptions into uh, our worship, into our, 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 uh, our civil body politics, and watching the destruction that's coming about as a result of the fact that we won't implement and do according to your will. Father, I I pray that you continue to guide each and every one of us and that we just continue to, to fellowship and to care about what it is that you you gave us in your instruction and that which you gave us in your son to to bring us back to you, to show us the way to salvation. Father, we thank you for that. Heavenly Father, I pray especially for those that have been giving birth here recently and and have in, in the past year or so that, that they continue to be blessed with how they raise their children and that they be raised up in, in righteousness with your word. Father, I pray for those that are in travel and my travel that's coming up as well. You provide your blessings on it and and the work that I have at hand and you know well what it is, Father, and so I just thank you for that and pray for all these men and their families and I put all this to you and give thanks and praise and glory to you. All we can do as we continue to profess your word and continue to seek your face and seek that your will be done in our land that you gave us. I ask it in the blessed holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a good night, guys. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. Good night. Good night, everyone.